It is episode six, all my scream queens, horror fiends, and just in general, scary people out there. It's Killing Time Podcast. Like I said, episode six. Here we are. Uh, This episode's going to be a review episode. I actually have four movies to review for you guys. I had three pegged, and then I actually got a bunch of recommendations. Well, not recommendations, but I had a lot of people asking me to review an older movie, so if you guys request it, I will do it. The older film we're going to do along with the three newer ones is a movie from, I believe, 1985. It's House. So with that being said, I know usually in the review episodes, I get into some news and noteworthy things. But hey, we got a lot on the board today. So I will pretty much jump right into the reviews after I just make a real quick announcement There's a lot of big things coming down the pipes for all my scream queens and horror fiends. I have had, I know I say this every podcast, but I really genuinely mean it. I've had so much feedback and people reaching out to me. I'm so excited to bring to fruition what I have planned with alongside some of the community and everything like that. So, you know, just be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, all that type of stuff follow me on instagram it is podcast killing time or follow me on twitter which is all lowercase killing underscore podcast or again if you're an old head like me i always have email feel free to reach out the email is all lowercase killing time podcast the number one at gmail.com but we have so much to get into like i said four movies we're gonna do One is going to be Werewolves Within. The other one is going to be a movie called Spree. Third, we're going to do Saint Maud. And then, again, that extra little bonus one that has been requested is the 1985 movie House. So I will stop wasting your all's time, and we will jump right into these reviews. So, yeah, the first movie we're going to hop into is a pretty brand spanking new one to hit video on demand or in some theaters. It is Werewolves Within. Yeah, so this one is directed by Josh Rubin. He has some directing credits to him, some TV show type of stuff, but probably most noteworthy for us here, he just did a movie that's on Shudder called Scare Me. Cool little movie. Go check it out. But Werewolves Within is what we are reviewing today. And let me start by saying I honestly wasn't 100% sure if I was going to do it, to be honest with you. It really is a different type of movie, and I don't mean that as a bad thing. I'm going to bring it to you guys. I will say, watching it, it was more of like a thriller 
type of movie, but I don't want to give too much away. There's a reason I'm doing it on this podcast, people. Please stick in there if you haven't watched it yet. I know you might be looking around like, hey, I thought this was a werewolf movie. I thought this was a horror movie. It really doesn't play out that way, but it is a very different, fresh take on it. So it is a very cool and clever movie. And when I say clever, Man, the writing in this movie is so slick. It is so funny. Everybody in this movie has at least one or two lines in it that will just have you cracking up. It's a very good movie. One of the reasons that I actually even thought to review it was because of my last episode. If you haven't checked it out, it's top 10 horror comedies. And I saw this movie come up. So I was like, well, I got to check this movie out. And boy, it did not disappoint when it came to the writing, timing of the jokes and everything like that. It's a very funny movie. I think the comedy in it is the biggest bright shining spot in this movie. I think it's very slick. It's very believable. Nobody's way too over the top. Nobody is too stale. It's all very good. It's written beautifully. So I would, if you're into horror comedies, I would definitely check it out. One of the things like I was kind of getting to earlier when I was rambling is it really the title and everything is a little deceiving because again, it's almost like one of the movies I reviewed a while back or I didn't review. I put it in my most underrated, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. You don't really know if it's werewolves or if it's just somebody picking everybody apart and it's just a human and everyone's just getting paranoid thinking it's a werewolf. But let, before I get way into this and unpack it too much, let me read you the synopsis because it is a newer movie. So actually on IMDb, there's really not a good thorough synopsis, but it is actually based off a video game, which is actually pretty crazy to me. I had no idea until I was looking up into it that it is based off a video game. So I, I can't speak to the video game at all or how well it kind of follows the mold of the game. So I apologize, guys. But really the premise is there's a new park ranger. He comes to a very small town that is kind of divided right now due to a pipeline trying to come in and you know small town political drama like that but he is a new park ranger who has been stationed to come here he befriends the local male woman uh, she kind of shows him around the town and everything like that and then after that he is staying at the only hotel there and then wakes up the next day and all the power's out all the roads are closed, nobody can leave, and bodies start turning up. That's pretty much the short synopsis. Again, it's a newer movie, so I'm sure a lot of you wanted to see it or had aspirations to see it, or I'm at least going to give you a chance to see it before I really go into a lot of details ruining things. But it really kind of plays like a modern clue. People just start turning up dead in rooms, and you're trying to figure out who did it. Did somebody do it? Is it a werewolf? Or is somebody a werewolf? It is a like I said, very funny movie, kind of almost, like I was saying, in the vein of Clue, where people are dying, but it's still funny. You don't know if it's a werewolf. They start to imagine that it is a werewolf. The park ranger, who is played beautifully and hilariously by Sam Richardson, really is the only calming voice, trying to calm everybody down and not letting people turn against each other. It's a cool dynamic, I will say. I think it's a one-timer for me. I don't think it holds enough weight for me to watch it a second time. I was very pleased that I saw it, and I thought it was very funny, but they were never like fall-on-the-floor funny moments. It was just 
the dialogue and how quickly and well written it was that was funny. I don't think I would turn back into this movie. And I'll be honest with my screen queens and horror fiends. Once you get the ending and everything like that, it's cool. I thought it was a pretty good twist at the end. Once you figure out if it is a werewolf, if it's, if it's just people, if it's for political gain, why people are killing people, I think it's pretty good. I don't know if I would ever tune back into this movie. And so we are going to get to the point where I'm going to rate this movie. I am going to give Werewolves Within three out of five severed heads. I think it is slightly above average. And again, it's worth a watch once, in my opinion. Maybe it's just because it's so fresh on my mind, but I really don't think I would turn back and watch it again. It is a little slower moving type of movie with not a grandiose payoff and not enough memorable scenes for me to keep turning back to it, but it is above average. The writing is excellent. The timing on the dialogue is excellent. It is very funny and it's performed very well. And the ending actually does have a good twist and really leaves you satisfied at the end of it. So Werewolves Within for me is going to get three out of five severed heads. The next movie we are going to do is from 2020. It is a movie called Spree. Synopsis reads, Thirsty for a following, Kurt is a rideshare driver who figures out a deadly plan to go viral. Yeah, so I had never heard of this movie before. I went in with zero expectations. The poster kind of got me intrigued. If you guys have seen the poster for it, you would, you'll would you know what I mean. It really kind of looks like an Andrew W.K. thing. It has the star of the movie and his face is all bloody. And he has this half smile looking kind of crazy, demented. So I was like, well, I got to give this a watch. It's a newer movie. I got to let my screen queens and horror fiends know about it. So yeah, Spree. It was a totally different type of movie in a very good way. Almost the same way Werewolves Within was. It was not what I was expecting at all. It almost plays, and I almost know I'm going to get torched for saying this, but it almost plays like a modern day scream. It really, really, really tears apart today's society and how it is almost better to be infamous than nothing at all. Not famous, just infamous. The main, the main character is pretty much he works for Uber, but they have a different name because trademarking reasons. He's a rideshare guy, so he drives around in his car and he starts to film, live stream everything. But for years, he's been trying to build a following and can't and is finally fed up. So he comes up with a very diabolical plan, which is to start killing his customers that he picks up for rideshares. And it is all filmed from the perspective of, you know, GoPros and live feeds and that type of thing. But even though that sounds gimmicky, people, it actually did a very good job of getting you immersed. By halfway through the movie, you don't even realize that's how they're filming it. So it's done very well, in my opinion, when it comes to that. And yeah, so what I was saying with it, almost being a modern day scream where it is really commenting on today's society and how followers monetization and everything like that is everything. So I I thought it was very clever. I really liked how different it was. I had never seen anything like this a little, almost scary for the fact that it really felt real it really feels like this is something you would read on the news because this guy's just sick of not having any followers. So he's 
decided, hey, I'll just become infamous and start killing people. Again, it is a movie, but it is a little scary because it almost seems like a harsh reality check of this is the way we are going, people, if we don't put our phones down and live a little. But I'll get off my soapbox. I know I sound like the old man, get off my front lawn saying that type of shit. But I also think the film does a good job commentating on that. There is one point where he picks up a pretty famous comedian She's not super famous, but he is still crazy intrigued by how many followers she has. So he keeps asking her, oh, how did you get these followers and blah, blah, blah. Give me some insider tips. Will you do this? And he starts live streaming and say, tell them to follow me and just, you know, follower hungry. That's where the commentary comes in. He goes to her show later on and she kind of comments on it and pretty much ends up breaking her phone as part of the act and everything like that. So it's a meta commentary, like I was just saying, sounding like that old man, get off my front yard. But it, it is a pretty surprisingly good movie. I, it might have been because I had never really heard of it and came in with no expectations, and it was so different and so fresh. It could have been that it touched a little too close to home, that it really felt like this is something I would read in the news. Or it could have just been I was in a pretty damn good mood today. But Spree, if you are into like the unfriended, that type of thing. Host was another good movie that would be kind of the same style. You will really dig Spree, trust me. It has a pretty good ending. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty quick. It's paced pretty well. Like I said, it's not very gimmicky, so you don't really feel that, oh my gosh, it's always filmed on these different types of cameras. Like I said, about halfway through, you kind of forget. So Spree, I am going to rate Spree two and a half severed heads out of five. I think it was a very average movie overall, but I do really think it gets major points for being original and everything like that. Kind of going back to with Werewolves Within, I don't think I would ever watch it again, but it was a fun ride while I was on it. I think it's an average movie. Go check it out. I think there is a large minority of people who will really, really like this movie. So please go check out Spree. Okay, third film we're going to review is 2019's Saint Maud, written and directed by Rose Glass. IMDb reads, following a nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. So yeah, again, that's one of those more ambiguous type of synopsis. It doesn't really give you much, so I'll kind of speak on it. It follows Maud, who is a nurse who actually used to work at a hospital but some unforeseen things happen. She loses her job there and pretty much becomes a hospice nurse for people who don't know what that is. Hospice is what happens when you're pretty much terminally ill. There's nothing they can do. So they try to make you as comfortable as possible. And you usually do it at your home. There are care centers where you can go to, but most people just do it at home. It's pretty much just a way to manage pain until you slowly slip away and die. So Maud is one of those nurses and she gets a new client. The new client who is on hospice and shortly about to die was a dance instructor and has other demons in her closet. And Maud, after this traumatizing event at the first hospital that made her lose her job, has become very religious, like very religious. So Maud becomes very determined to convert this lady on hospice before she passes away because she doesn't want her to die and go to hell. She wants to save her soul. And so that's where the conflict kind of comes in. It is a slow burn. It is impending doom. There is no boo around the corner. 
It's not pop-out parts or anything like that. So if that is your type of movie, like we're speaking in the vein of Hereditary, you will really dig this movie. I really dug this movie. I thought it was very well-paced for being one of those doom and gloom type movies. There was a couple really memorable scenes in it that really stick out in your head and make you want to rewatch it to see what you missed getting to that point. And the ending to this movie is, wow, it is, woo, it's good. It's a huge payoff. I've always said on this podcast, when you're going for a aesthetic of doom and gloom, it has to have a good payoff, people. There's no way I can sit through there and just have an ambiguous ending. If the whole movie's kind of ambiguous, I want a solid ending. And this one, St. Maud, really gives you one. Everyone in this movie, everyone in this movie acts perfect. The lady on hospice, the main character, great performances. In the same vein of Hereditary, I'm surprised there weren't more nominations, in all honesty, because everyone's performance in this movie was phenomenal. It really puts you in the moment. You really have a sense of dread for Maude, because what you come to find out is there's a lot more going on with Maude than just certain aspects of trying to save people's souls and trying to be very religious and why she's become very religious. So it it's a very good movie, St. Maude, very slow burn much more on the artsy side. So if you're not really into that, you probably won't dig this movie, but it is only an hour and 24 minutes. So even for being a slow burn type of movie, it does move pretty fast and it is paced very well. So St. Maud, I am actually going to give it three and a half severed heads out of five. I don't want to go too much more into it because it'll give a lot away. But yeah, if you're into the darker, slower brooding type movies, check out St. Maud. The ending's awesome. One of the better endings I've seen in a while. So three and a half severed heads out of five for St. Maud. Okay, so the final film we are going to do, it's a fun one. I'm glad somebody actually asked me to review this one. It's the first time we're going to review an older movie. It is from 1985. It is the movie House. It was directed by Steve Miner, who us in the horror community would know for doing Friday the 13th Part 2 and Part 3, and Halloween H2O, which actually was one of the better back-end Halloween movies if you haven't seen H2O. The synopsis reads, A troubled writer moves into a haunted house after inheriting it from his aunt. Like most 80s horror movies, This is exactly what you want. It's campy. It's over the top. The special effects are almost so bad they're good. But this is definitely an 80s movie not as many people know, but should. It is campy. It's fun. I'll jump a little deeper into it because, again, it is an older movie, so most people probably have seen it. But it is a little more low-key of an 80s movie that not a whole lot of people talk about. But it's really kind of gained a cult following. It follows an author named Roger Cobb. And he grew up in this house that was haunted and his aunt ends up taking her own life in the house and he takes the house back over because at one point his son just went missing. And when I say went missing, it was like something out of that movie, The Witch, the peekaboo scene. He was out back with his son and he just disappeared. And then he saw him in the pool, but couldn't find him. And so the FBI and everybody's looking for his son no leads, no nothing like that. And Cobb starts to think he's in the house. He's not missing. He's somewhere in the house because this house is haunted. 
And another big part of the movie is Cobb is a former soldier who was in the Vietnam War. That plays a lot of it as well, too. But again, House, <laughs> I just laugh because it's just a fun movie. It's a very fun movie. It is not one of those 80s movies that you kind of look back at and just kind of laugh at and go, oh, this just sucks. I don't know why people liked it. It actually is a fun ride. Is it over the top? Yes. Is it campy? Yes. Are the special effects funny now? Yes. But that's what we all want from an 80s movie. It holds up. The twist at the end of who's like haunting him and had his son the whole time is just so over the top, but in a great way. If you're into 80s campy movies, you gotta check out House. And if you haven't, I don't know why, because it is good. It's very good. It holds up very well for an 80s movie. I don't want to dive too much into it, but if you're into like practical haunted house, ghost effects, over the top campy 80s movies, well, here you go. If you haven't seen it, check out House. I would rate House three severed heads out of five. Well, we kind of punched through those reviews pretty quickly. So while I got you here, I guess I, I'll do something a little different. I'll do some news and noteworthy things on the back end. Again, once you reach out to me, let me know if you like the news and stuff at the beginning or on the back end, but we'll jump right into it. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is a new movie coming from A24, who you guys know put out a lot of really good underrated horror movies. There's a new movie coming out called Lamb. If you have not watched the trailer for it, go watch it. But I guess it was getting standing ovations at the Cannes Film Festival this weekend, which really excites me because the trailer in itself looked batshit crazy. And that's exactly how people were describing it. People who were there. Literally, it was quoted by Eric Kuhn, who said, the premise is batshit crazy, and it got a standing ovation at the end of it. So yeah, please go check out the trailer for Lamb. A24 always puts out some low-key good movies. This one looks really batshit crazy, and people are saying it's batshit crazy, and it got a standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. So yeah, go check out the trailer for Lamb. This one's real quick. There's not much to be done as the movie is in pre-production right now. But if you guys weren't aware, Rob Zombie's new movie is going to be a remake of The Munsters. Yeah, The Munsters, that 1964 show that was campy and fun and family friendly. Sounds like Rob Zombie's taking it over. So I, I, I will be super interested to see if he is going to stick with the true Munsters type thing or if it's going to be... Like I described before, white trash slash bash, bloody guts, fuck this, fuck that, tits everywhere type of Rob Zombie movie will be very interesting to me because the two don't seem like they would mix very well. But yeah, Rob Zombie making a Munsters reboot. And thirdly, really isn't news per se, but I also had a lot of people asking me if I'm going to do Fear Street reviews. I am. Since I usually do three movies in one, I'm actually waiting for all three to come out so I can watch all three of them, review them all in one single episode. I will be honest with my audience out there. I've never read the books. Again, I was born in 91, so of course, R.L. Stein and Goosebumps has a very special place in my heart, and I still love Goosebumps to this day, but I did not read the Fear Street books. So I am going in with no expectations. I am excited to see a rated R adaptation R.L. Stein book. 
a lot of people online have really been raving about it who were actual fans of the book. So I'll be very interested to see. But yes, I will be reviewing Fear Street, all three parts separately in the same podcast. Yes, I will be, just not yet. Well, my scream queens and horror fiends, that is going to wrap up another episode of Killing Time. Like I said, tell me if you liked having that little added bonus of an older movie in there, but I will recap for you. Werewolves Within got three and a half severed heads out of five. Spree got two and a half severed heads out of five. Saint Maud got three and a half severed heads out of five. And then finally, House got three out of five severed heads. So if you haven't seen any of these movies, go check them out. Another review episode where pretty much I enjoy it. Not pretty much. I did enjoy all the movies here. The worst one that I saw was, in my opinion, just average. And I know a lot of people are really going to like it more than I did. So another review episode down. Please, again, reach out to me if there's certain movies you want me to review, old or new. Let me know. Like I said, I'm at Instagram. It is podcast killing time or Twitter, all lowercase killing underscore all lowercase podcast, or email me killing time podcast, the number one at gmail.com. But most importantly, screen queens and horror fiends, stay scary.